Hello, uh, I'm back after a couple of weeks actually. I didn't really, I suppose I left it hanging in terms of uh, when the next show would be, but it's here and it's today and it is Wednesday the 13th of October 2021 and this is uh, episode 87 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me Phil Swallow and hello. Episode title is Cotswold's Assignment. Cotswold's being a rather beautiful part of the UK where we've just spent some time. Uh, just a little quick bit about today. Um, I realise I often snigger and laugh. Hopefully you will snigger along with me, but you never know. Uh, our local, One of our local Facebook book groups had a little story about some anti-vax protesters on the green in Wallingham nearby, uh, which is a bit weird because there's no schools near there and this has been the latest thing that they've been doing. And the placards are always the same font and colour. Apparently there's some funding going on behind the scenes and they're protesting and no one ever asked them to protest. And of course there's a debate about the for and, off, for and against. Um, I presented some factual comments and a few people came back with far from factual replies. And actually the conversations ended because they never actually came up with any of the evidence. Now I don't go in with these with a angsty kind of hard um, tone. I keep it to the facts and I try and keep it a little bit humorous if I can. Um, I think I mentioned three times in the thread about the fact that 6.5 billion people worldwide have been given the uh, the vaccine now and that they do go through the potential side effects and it's not an experiment. This is sort of peddled so much, uh, it's not an experiment. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that, I hear you say. Back to the podcast. So numbers were up, uh, so I suppose it was... Whilst it was two-week gap, it was still the original episode, the last one being about the no-fuel no fuel crisis, which I think has kind of tailed off a bit now. Going past petrol stations, uh, you know, there are one or two covers on, on some of the pumps. There's normally about four pumps. It's sort of an unleaded and diesel and then sometimes a higher premium version of each. And you can't really tell when you go by what's, what's short of what. Um, in our little trip... Um, which I'll come on to, it was interesting because we used about a quarter of a tank getting up there and then about two-thirds of that coming back. So whether it's generally downhill and therefore with the hybrid it kind of charges or just doesn't use combustion engine when you're kind of freewheeling or foot off the accelerator. Uh, but the And it actually retains some kind of battery. Again, I don't know what algorithm's in there to work out how it does what it does. But it... Um, yeah, sort of retain some battery all the way through the journey. So on our side, I've got just over three quarters of a tank now. And I suppose if I'm passing um, and I can see that there are no restrictions and no queues, I might just pop in and top up and leave it with a full tank. Because now we've got no pl- no trips planned for a while. And the the journeys I tend to do most of the time are just battery only. If we go a bit further afield, like next week when we're going to go and see James Bond at the pictures and have a bit of food, uh, it's probably going to be too much for the range. But anyway, um, once again, back to the show. So numbers are up. Uh, Thank you. And that's always good to see. Hopefully we'll get some new permanent listeners to the show. Uh, What else happened? Well, I had my dentist appointment. That was fine. 
um, usual injection that took ages to wear off. God, about four hours, four and a half hours. Eventually it wears off and it's still a bit sensitive, but he's a good dentist. He does some really good work, um, almost reconstructed a tooth. So uh, thank you, Mr. Dentist, um, Rosewood Dental Care. And then really most of that time around that was spent prepping for going away. So I did a bit on the weekend and, you know, I, this was a kind of working trip. Uh, so our accommodation was being paid for by me doing some photography, videography, drone and all the above. But I did also bring some lights and some microphones because we've sometimes had to do self-tapes for Sue. Now, we didn't get that this time and I didn't really have a need to use that, but it was gear that kind of stayed in the, well, in the room, in the in the accommodation, but it was there in case of need, uh, best to be prepared. And you kind of never know when you might need it. So it was, um, yeah, it was about good old Boy Scouts thing of being prepared. But we had a great drive up there. Um, on the morning of the drive, it said that part of the M25 was closed through flooding, but that was cleared. Weirdly, Google, which is the system in the car, hadn't recognised that the road was back open and running. Um, but Apple Maps did. So we were kind of, whilst we've got Google built into the car and CarPlay hasn't found its way over there yet, um, basically I was allowing Google to do the navigation and ignoring it when it said, come off here because you need to bypass that bit of road. And on the way back, it also said the, the, ro the road was closed in a similar place, which it wasn't. So thankfully, Sue does a great job as kind of co co-pilot, uh, co-navigator, whatever, or navigator. So I got the sat-nav, but she tends to look at Apple Maps on the way up, quite likes it, I think. And um, we were able to have the best of both systems to get to where we wanted to get to. And it was really nice. I mean, we we touched on the outskirts of Oxford and then it diverted us through sort of Warwickshire because there were signs of various Shakespeare thingies. Um, coming back, because the trip was Dumbleton in the Airbnb for two nights, and then we went to Stow on the Wold, which is not far away, half hour. Um, and that was one night. And so we came back from Stowe, which is slightly nearer home, and that sort of routed us round the proper sort of Oxford ring road. So it's a bit more heavy, but we stopped at the same services on the way back. And then, yeah, generally pretty good. Even the M25 was slowish, but never actually stopped. Um, and I don't know if it's just me or just luck, but the lane discipline seems to be a bit better now. That's probably luck of the draw, to be fair. Um, so just after we arrived there, before we started putting our stuff here and there and on shelves and leaving bags lying around, I went to do the shoot. I mean, we had a, we said hello and had a cup of tea and that sort of stuff, but I went in to do the shoot. Um, so I was just left alone with, you know, lights, set up, tripod, angles and all that. Did a nice range. Shared them initially or showed them to, um, to Jackie, a hostess, Airbnb host, hostess, super host she actually is, technically. Uh, so that was that. Then we had some food in the evening, which Jackie laid on. It was very nice. Um, following morning, I got up early, did some drone activity. Uh, then we went out to visit Broadway Tower, which is the highest point in the Cotswolds. Very, very beautiful up there. Very windy, but crystal clear day. You could see for miles. And you can see some ridiculous number of counties from there. I think I, I did look it up somewhere. But we, But there's a tower there, which was completely covered in scaffolding and webbing and whatever other stuff because they were renovating it and apparently it's quite nice in there you can go in the tower and visit this proper kind of building um but you know when you've got the bang bang crash crash and things being thrown out of a you know high scaffold tower into a collecting bin below uh, and they still want the same price which is 12 pound per person it just seemed a bit steep so we just took in the views then we dropped down into broadway 
beautiful town. I mean, the, the Cotswold stone, the sort of sandy coloured stone is absolutely beautiful. And we had a crystal clear day, so the sun was hitting it really nicely. I went to Broadway, managed to park for free by going up a little kind of cul-de-sac road. Uh, two hours max, but that was fine. Uh, then we went over to Chipping Camden, uh, where the car park machine was out of order. So we couldn't. So we did a little notice in the in the car. Took a picture of the machine saying out of service or whatever. Um, I don't think so far anyone's bothered us. Although it might go to Volvo first before it goes to me. So we we may come unstuck. But you know we did our best. We took a picture and we put a note in the car. So at least it did. You know if someone was looking to give us a ticket, um, they would have seen why. And we were the one of many doing it at that time. I think it was fixed by the time we left. But you know we just we were left then we'd gone no point in buying a ticket because there was no car to, to view it against so that worked out well had um had a bit of lunch there that was that was fine uh, had a chat to the local cafe owner just about business she said it's picking up well they always have a lot of american tourists apparently in sort of september time and generally a lot of walkers in in the in the cotswolds area there's walks everywhere um so then we went back and the light was still really good, so I flew the drone again. And what was really nice, apart from the fact that there's absolutely zero restrictions in that area, praise be. I mean, that was marvellous, because around here, you've got to watch where you go for buildings and power lines and schools and residents and airports and whatever. Uh, but there it just says, follow the drone code, which basically means just fly safely, just do the right thing. Um so it was a completely clear area, which was cool. And it just meant I could do kind of the, the moves that I wanted, but just practice um, some more. And it, you know, it was really nice. I mean, if we, if the circumstances were different, it would be a lovely place to move to. Uh, I suppose never say never. But um, to, to actually spend some quality time with the drone where I've kind of snatched time so far, it was really good. I felt under no pressure and I could just sort of swerve up and down and in and out and... It did warn me at some point that the battery was going and it gave off a right old noise to saying land. And even though I was landing, coming back to my base, it still was warning me. Um, but I carry three batteries and it really eats through batteries quickly. So uh, bear that in mind if you're going to get into droning. Get the advanced pack with all the extras because you, you will get the benefit from it. Um, so yeah, did a few other little clips here and there, a little bit of stills photography with my camera just to take advantage of that uh, lovely light. Um, and then we had a bite to eat in a local pub in the evening. That was fairly fairly nice. Um, fairly basic stuff, fish pie, and Sue had some other thing, salsa thingy. Uh, no, that wasn't on the menu. She had a veggie burger. Anyway, uh, so we came back, and there was a really weird thing coming back. There was a smashed up caravan on the side of the road. Uh, the back of it, well, there was like a bollard outside it, you know, like a... Um, triangle thing cone traffic cone that's it uh to kind of indicate that it was there um and it from the back you didn't see any anything wrong with it in the front it was completely smashed in i mean i really do wonder what hit it because it was, was such a force when we came back there and it was pitch black it was strange it's kind of noticed something even though it was a fairly innocuous country road with fields either side and then it led to a bigger a road Sue actually said when we turned the corner into the A road, sort of halfway back, she said she'd noticed very eerie presence, kind of quite nasty presence. And I said, hmm, I did too. 
Uh, so very odd. Uh, I played back the dash cam footage later. Couldn't see anything. I need to go to it, go through it again, perhaps much slower, just to see if there's anything that pops up in view. But it was very odd, uh, I have to say. Um, but anyway, got back overnight. Went to at a sort of fairly late start. Oh, we did a little walk around the village. That was very pleasant. And then we headed off to Stowe. Went, met Sue's dad's cousin. Oh, I did get some fuel on the way. Got a bit of petrol. Uh, filled up the tank that was fine yeah and we had a nice lunch we got a lovely house um, uh, in Stowe and it's it's kind of it's, I suppose it's quite near to the centre but it lays back a couple of roads and they said it's probably one of the quietest places I've ever lived in even though it's kind of in the town um, so yeah nice afternoon there nice food then we went to at the Stowe Lodge Hotel where we were staying that was really kind of traditional I, I hesitate to use the, the term old fashioned but it was a, a very pleasant um, hotel uh, overlooked the church and churchyard and the, the light was beautiful I took a couple of little videos and things um, as I did at night when I got, got up for a comfort break in the night and it was very foggy outside so I took a video and of course the I was able to hold it still this is on the phone but it, it tries to make it lighter and actually it would have been better darker but anyway I didn't I mean I couldn't rig up tripods and things with sewer sleep in the room but it, I might play around with that in, in an edit later. Um, but yes, it was a good location. We wandered around the town, as we did again the following morning. We looked at which restaurants we might want to choose for the evening because the hotel was very pricey and apparently the portions weren't very good. It was almost like perhaps trying to be something Nouvelle Cuisine-like. Um, but we the, we sort of heeded the reviews there and we ended up going to a curry house, the Prince of India, I think it was called. Food was beautiful. We had both had a mackerel curry uh, with different um, side dishes, but it was really beautiful, uh, very filling. Um, and then following morning, as I say, had a walk, sort of maximised our time in the hotel to check out at, uh, on the dot of 11. Then we hit the road, drive back. Uh, and it, it, so it was a bit of traffic build up in the Oxford area, but overall it wasn't, wasn't too bad at all. And we got back and... Uh, it's the second run with the car, but I'm more used to the car now with the new car. So I got this in August when we went to the wedding up in Leicester, but it was still almost finding its feet then. And um, this time I, I felt more relaxed as the driver and it was just wonderful. Didn't feel any body tiredness at all. Maybe a little bit of head tiredness from the drive, but what was it? Two and a half hours, three hours maybe. Oh, we stopped off at Matt and Jade's and on the way and I had to pick up something, so that was in Rygate, but it's on the way back. Um, and then, yeah, the usual thing, I'd done some processing of Im images on my laptop, so copied those across to my main machine, my iMac. Um, did a bit of work on the Friday evening, but not too much. Uh, and then the following day, I did some editing, so I was at work, so I edited the stills that I'd taken of the interior and the aerial stills. They went they went they all went down very well shared those across with um, with Jackie and then on Monday I think this week I did the video it was only two days ago but yes did a the video from the drone footage and that worked out very nicely so that's almost like a little advert trailer thing for Hair Barn where we stayed <coughs> so that was good uh, and also Jackie's looking to get a print done of the uh, one of the aerial shots one of the aerial still shots and I um excuse me and I gave her a high definition version so a bigger file um, 300 dpi and a jpeg at this highest size 
and I think she might be using Loxley, possibly someone else. Um, but I've offered to, to my assistants, but I, I recommend Loxley. They're, they're, they're very, very good, and I've used them before on many occasions for my printing. They're a kind of go-to um, resource. So other things I've done in the time is... Um, updated and sort of clarified the pricing on my website so I'd not really done pricing for theatres or video but I've now done that I put my pricing on the web pages with all the appropriate links and stuff in place because I wanted complete transparency on what it would cost to hire me um, so I think that would help me going forward and then weirdly we, we were watching some TV the other night and I can't remember what it was. It was something I wanted to check on my phone. I just pressed the pause button. And Helen Murray, who's one of the big West End and beyond uh, theatre photographers, had tweeted that she's compiling a list of photographers up and coming, she said, which I guess I feature, possibly, on. And just send your details, website and all that. And um, she would add add us to a list. So at this stage, I've got no idea if, when or whenever this might manifest itself. Obviously, I'm hopeful it might lead to some work. Um, what I noticed, though, was probably a good half of the people that responded, and that number's probably gone astronomical now because uh, everyone wants to get into it, but a good half didn't actually have a website. Their website was Instagram.com, which is fine if you want to just see some work and then, in a very small way, and then um, message somebody, but it's not really the full professional setup. Um, I mean, I've got both, but, uh, you know, websites should be a real kind of hub of what you are as a business. So that was interesting that a number of people had just put that and some had put comments like, oh, yes, I've been interested in getting into this. I mean, and that's fine. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just think where Helen's at is that if there's demand that she can't meet, she would want to go to someone reliable who can. And I guess this is where she's coming from with this list, but we'll find out. Um... I, I, as I say, I don't know if or when or whenever there may be any follow-up, but I'm I'm hopeful that it might be because I've I kind of built a portfolio of um, sometimes quite challenging low-light photography, and I do very much enjoy theatre photography. So uh, we shall see. We shall see where that comes, um, how that comes to fruition, and kind of linked to what I was doing on my uh, website is that I'm kind of moving away from client work for a period I mean if someone requests like the example I've just given then I will look to accommodate it uh, full price work uh, most certainly but I've got some personal projects and also there's some demands on my time in other ways family matters and mum and health visits and things that I'm feeling under time pressure and I need to create it from somewhere to tackle what I need to tackle uh, so I'm going to do some work on stock I've built up built up quite a bit of stock library in recent shoots and I just need to upload that both video and and stills so I do stills on Alamy and videos onto Pond 5 particularly as I made a sale on Pond 5 um still got to do the Hamsey Green video haven't got to do that yet so I want to try and get that done within the next week 10 days maybe um the other thing I want to do is some internal video projects so I did a very quick kind of uh making a cup of tea in a matter of seconds and I want to do a kind of slow version of it just to see how that works it may never see the light of day but I'm going to I'm going to try that out um and you know I suppose what I'm summarizing here is that I'm not going to do anything that's for a client but low or free free from pay um I've 
I'm just not going to do that anymore. So um, I, because I've got so much personal stuff that I want to do, uh, I want to spend my time that I get that benefit. And that's a mixture, as I say, that's doing the stock, getting the learning, trying out new things. But I just need to create my time to do that. Um, if a client comes along in between, says, we're going to pay you what your rate is on the website, can you do this? Then we'll have a conversation. Uh, and hopefully I can accommodate things with my personal demands. Um, the other thing that I will intend to do this year is the Lord Mayor Show. So I did that last in 2018. Um, and got some sales from it. I can't remember when I was how I was notifying people of those. It might have been on Twitter or something. Maybe I posted a few there, which I'll probably do. Some on social media, uh, some on uh, my website perhaps. But mostly they're going to be on Alamy because I want to sell them through stock, uh, which I've done before. And it's quite pleasing when you see your stuff that's been picked for people like Time Out um, that I saw recently. And the Londonists had some of my work on there as well. Although they didn't credit me, hopefully they paid me through the stock agency. So um, it's piece of or it's a style of work that I find suits me and what I do. Uh, I'm not really an art photographer. I'm more of a capture the moment, give you a an actual representation of one of those or one of these. In other words, you go into an event, what do you expect to see? That. That's where I step in. Not not a, a, a specialist interpretation of it, but that's the thing. Because for things like that have reach, like Londonist, like Time Out, they want to put something on their page that represents it, summarises it. And I'm quite proud of the fact that I've been my work's been chosen and, and bought to be used in that way in the past. So... I think it's the second weekend in November, probably about a month's time, four weeks' time on the weekend front on a Saturday morning. Um, I've tried a few different spots in the past, uh, and it's really a case of whether you go for what's a really great background, like where they start the parade, um, but you will be surrounded by people very quickly, or you go further down the route where it might be spread out a bit more and you've got a bit more leeway, but the background may be a bit boring. So I kind of need to... I need to do that. I need to work that out. I may even just walk it, actually, if we're up in town at any stage. I might just scout it by walking it because um, I've tried a few of it a mixed bag in the past. Uh, but it's thoroughly enjoyable work to do. Um, and I think in most of the time I, I'll be using the longish reach lens, my new one. Uh, so I'm going to be pretty much isolating things. So we will see how we go with that. Anyway, I had quite a big agenda for this one, but I seem to have rattled through it. Uh, it's now lunchtime, so I'm going to go and get some food before heading off on other here, there and everywhere type errands later. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show. It really is appreciated. I will be back now on my regular schedule. And uh, until we speak again next week, I'll sign off. 